50 years. Some call it golden, some call it blessed. During these extraordinary times, is reaching this age really a blessing or a sign of things to come? Great thing about this podcast is taking a turn from the norm and talking up age, at least the big 5-0. This life-changing event on That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean Gumatato. That's It, That's All with Sean Gumatato is brought to you by Get LLC. This consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm in Guam serves both public and private sector organizations in Micronesia and the Western Pacific. Need support on writing that small business safety plan? Want an LED lighting solution for your facility? They can be reached at the click of your mouse. Find them on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. Check them out. The response has been awesome. From San Francisco, California, including a special hello to our listeners across the bay in El Cerrito, California, to Dallas, Texas, to Lansing, Michigan, the listenership is growing with each episode. This podcast is catchy, right? Your drive or road trip now has a friendly and familiar voice in mind to keep you company. Also, we are super appreciative of the input that is making the podcast better with each and every episode. Thanks to our friends at RedCircle.com in getting the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Remember to subscribe or follow us. Click that button to do so now. Maybe I should call this the Over the Hill Edition or the Happy Birthday episode. Time to take the podcast down a notch from the news and commentary. What does 50 years old feel like or what is the big whoop? I hit the half century mark a day before the podcast premiered in the podcast Fear. I can say that I don't feel any different. A child of the 1970s reaching 50 is surely something special. The old saying that age is just a number, well, tell that to other 50-year-old podcasters around the world. A search for the topic or of the topic of turning 50, I found just a handful. Yes, you find the talk of a business turning 50. Yes, there are podcasts on 50 years after some gruesome crime. Even podcasts on working 50 years in an industry. But leaving your 40s and entering 50? Let me add this one to the mix. There is this notion that turning 50 means it is time to slow down. Regardless of your sex, I don't think that rings true for many middle-agers, including this newbie. I am looking at this age as a way to move beyond the norm and make 50 the new 30. Well, in my own little way. There is this overwhelming feeling and drive to include making this podcast to see middle age as being armed with the knowledge that I still have a while to go yet. By the way, no thoughts here that I'm going to kill over when I press upload on Red Circle. 50 is proving to be so far a year and time to step outside the box and reinvent my life and career. This podcast is just one part of that. My wife and I have five kids. The oldest just completed her college degree, one to graduate soon from high school, and the last just starting middle school. Watching our family grow at this age is proving just as exciting as when they were all born in the mid to late 1990s and the early 2000s. I can expect just as the four previous decades that crossing into 50 will come with more life-changing events and a chance to fully embrace life with each and every waking moment. 
I have spent plenty of time the past couple of years attending to my own health, my parents and in-laws struggling with their own respective gifts courtesy of their parents. Nothing says I love you like a crappy doctor's diagnosis. The ramble on 50 years is not over, it's just getting started. This special podcast will do its best to keep the talk on middle age optimistic and fun and well, hell, we'll just do it as this old man is trying to make sense of this age thing you are listening to. That's it. That's all. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business-specific needs. Okay. This may or may not be as exciting as 50 years of NWA champion Dory Funk Jr. or 50 years of reading. This podcast is ready and willing to give this 50-year-old topic as much as I can give it. Well, living a couple of hours away from one of my favorite places on the planet, an article out of the Philippines on philstar.com last month touched on turning 50 and what you can do to reach life goals beyond golden years. The writer, Gerald Dizon, noted that to reach new life goals and tick those bucket list issues, you need to, quote, take a proactive role in your health and wellness. Not only will a healthy body keep you strong, but it will also give you a sharper mind to keep you on your toes and a brighter outlook for more fruitful years ahead. So in his online article, Dizon touched on one interesting way to get there. Eat like the champ you are. Dizon writes, opting for nutrient-rich produce over processed meats and packaged foods, keep away from too much sugar, sodium, and food preservatives that directly, negatively affect your blood pressure and the functioning of your organs. Well, I would agree with him. I started a diet uh, about two years ago. I was, man, I think 220 was the number, and right now as I... up on the scale this morning of, of the day of this uh, podcast recording, I hit the 175 mark. I took out rice from my diet. That's funny, an islander with no rice. I knocked out plenty of sugars here and there. Uh, try not to eat. I used to have an apple a day. Who said uh, keeps the doctor away? I think it kept me at the doctor. But I will say that the lifestyle, it feels great. You know, I'm able to wake up in the morning. Uh, I feel much better uh, throughout my day. I don't seem really tired. Even a little sugar, uh, if I do sneak one or two things in uh, during the month, it really does uh, have a weird, get this weird feeling in my body. But, you know, the the lifestyle has been a very positive one for me. And I, like I said, I feel great. Also, Rebecca Roche uh, in 2019 wrote an article in the MIT Technology Review. It's entitled, Longer, Healthier Lives Will Spark a New Generational Conflict. That still remains relevant, believe it or not, at least to the 50 argument today. Roche wrote that middle-aged people, not young people, make the big decisions all over the world. She noted that people between the age of 45 and 65 rule our societies. The median age of an incoming U.S. senator is 51. The average age of a British member of parliament is 50. And the average age of a CEO 
in Fortune 500 and S&P 500 companies is 53. Okay, I am not a U.S. senator or even a senator in the Guam legislature where I live. MP is nowhere near my name, and I am a partner in a small business, and I did work for almost two years at a Fortune 500 company. So I guess we can say at the time, I was probably ruling the world, but a bit younger. Well, maybe. Roche noted later in the article that defeating ageism, like defeating any kind of bigotry, will involve undermining the stereotypes associated with it. Efforts to address ageism, Roche wrote, often focuses on dismantling ideas that old people are lonely, depressed, demented, and irrelevant, and that we stop there by tackling stereotypes that paint the young as irresponsible, naive, and deserving of only the most menial jobs and lowest pay, or that present or present frivolous millennials as too busy munching on avocados to save up for a house. Okay, I agree that ending ageism against the old might take the shine off of the youth, but it will free the young of some unhelpful prejudices. I hope my kids and the kids who even play for my football or call it your soccer team in America, again, if you're listening, hope they can see that a little bit differently. But when we think about ageism, it is just an age. And yes, us old folks might be running the place, but I actually am very encouraged by young folks in that I really uh, love to hear their ideas. I like to hear uh, what their worldview looks like today. Some of it I just don't agree with. Let's be honest. I don't agree with all of it. And uh, many of them, as they start to get in the workplace, we start to see that they will take your worldview a little bit differently. And especially as a 50-year-old, oh my gosh, you know, I they, they continue to call me an old man. I continue to take it like a champ. But also uh, to remember, when we think about the in the two articles, um, taking care of our health, well, we have to do that now, especially with COVID. Um, I was at a dentist recently and he said, take some vitamins, you need to do so or else. Took those words to heart. Uh, also, in the other article relative to ageism, yes, uh, we might be running the place, but we have to take uh, the advice of our young uh, call them young professionals, young folks like that who are just out of college and listen to their ideas. Some of them are very, very forward-leaning. Some of them I'm just trying to get my head wrapped around. I may uh, be a college professor in communications, but I don't know, I don't have all the answers relative to what's the emerging social media platform to get your word out or even the tactics for that. Um, it's it's such a, an interesting thing to hear it, but again, uh, we have to just kind of get past some of those prejudices. Hey, it's time for a break. I'm 50 years old for crying out loud. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business-specific needs. The American Community Survey in 2019 noted that there were 40.8 million, or 12.4%, of the U.S. population that were aged 45 to 54 years of age. Now, so when you look at this uh, online, it's uh, pretty crazy. 
But you look at it, it doesn't say how many Americans, including those in the U.S. territories, were at the 50-year mark. You know, I even looked at the census uh, website trying to figure out how many people in this country that I live in are at 50 years of age. Well, not very helpful, but uh, noteworthy. You know, uh, it's interesting. The Mr. Men books, they turned 50. Just saying. Black Widow is one of the 50 most anticipated movies of 2021. I'm a big Marvel fan. That goes back to my obsession with the comics back in the 1980s. Also, the Quarter Pounder from McDonald's turned 50 this year. This podcast is not sponsored by the Golden Arches, but would surely love to have them on this. Okay, I just threw that ramble on 50. All right, so some things to think about in this special podcast I wanted to spend a lot more time on. Turning 50 is recognizing that all of our behavior makes sense. Well, so it said by some people. I went to school, as my dad would say, uh, not to eat my lunch. You know, I'm, it's interesting as uh, parents of 50-year-olds or even baby boomers stressing that getting an education was key to success. When I look at that, that makes a lot of sense. As a parent, all my musings seem to make sense to me. Hey, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Ask my kids. So we think about all that behavior. They think that, oh, man, you're just so rigid. Ah, you don't know what you're talking about. But it does make a ton of sense when we think about it. Our parents really guide us. They're the ones who, uh, for your first 18 years of your life, give you kind of the, the nuts and bolts. They kind of uh, share the world share the world that's out there for you and with you. Uh, keep you away from, you know, shocking yourself, getting hit by a car, um, you know, eating the wrong thing that looked better. You know, I'm not saying that you can die from eating dog biscuits, but they try to protect us. They try to protect us. And then when, when we turn 18, it's our chance. And maybe it's just my take, but it's your turn to take on the big world. Obviously, I don't want the world to chew up and then spit out my kids because I know that the world didn't chew me up and spit me out, but we need to be aware that uh, the world is a really big place and we and we have a place in it and we just got to be careful in the things that we do and be appreciative of all the things that we have. Thank God for that. Also turning 50 um, and we are really, uh, those who have turned 50 like myself, we are really getting to know our inner selves and what makes us tick. It sounds like a crazy, um, you know, self-help book type of notion, but for me, I'm, I'm seeing it and I'm seeing it for much of, uh, well, the whole day that I've been 50. While I'm happy, uh, what I'm doing, I'm into my third career. You know, it works for me. You know, not very many folks are not so lucky. They, they look at it and kind of just give up. And I have plenty of friends, family who've who've made such great and, and tremendous life-changing, uh, you know, life choices to a career or life. And some have done well, some uh, are still struggling. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just what's good for me, I guess. But I see it as uh, something to grow from. Uh, I want to share with you guys uh, nextavenue.org. They wrote recently that for the first time in 50 years, older workers face higher unemployment than mid-career workers. That's according to the New School Retirement Equity Lab. Also, a Champlain College survey, it found that 9% of boomers and 11% of Gen Xers 
have lost jobs in the pandemic. Now, when we think about that now, it's probably no surprise. Many businesses across America are shutting down uh, because they just can't uh, stay open because states have put such heavy, heavy regulations on them. Uh, or also, the the business is uh, kind of going to die off the wayside because of this evolution of what the pandemic or what is the post-pandemic uh, America and world going to look like. A lot of automation, a lot of making things easier. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. That's happening right in front of us. And it is becoming very, very challenging, uh, especially right now during the pandemic. And despite all of the challenges, millions of Americans, they did get hired. In 2020, as of September, the unemployment rate in America has ticked down to a uh, 7.9%. It was uh, where it's at now. Uh, We're in the first uh, quarter of 2021. Near, I'm talking near historic levels in April, 14.7%. And remember, when you're watching maybe network news or the local newscast, reading the papers, they were talking a lot about this, even though uh, states and localities were shutting down. There was there was not much talk about, hey, we need to open these businesses, and, and we're hearing it now. But you know how crazy this is. It, I think I thought maybe one month, two months, like everybody, they would make that move to reopen, and then you start hearing like six months later, they're still we're still unwilling to open. You're hearing it now which is just driving me nuts because, you know, folks like myself, especially if we were losing jobs or trying to reinvent our careers, where we, where were all of us going to go? Uh, many folks have really struggled with that. Uh, many were under the uh, pandemic unemployment assistance, and many folks were taking advantage of that. I, I hear from some of my friends that uh, many uh, in those employees don't want to go back. They're making a lot more money, you know, on the on the government tit that they don't want to get off of it. But now that they're saying, hey, hey, if you don't try to get a job, you're out. Uh, it's kind of bringing those folks back to work, but they're not going back to very many jobs. There's still a lot of industries that are still closed. Uh, the restaurant industry was hit hard. The service industries, right? Tourism. I mean, my island uh, in the Pacific relies heavily on tourist numbers. And we're not even reopened to take in visitors. And there's been some expectation that if we do reopen over the next couple of months, that the entire uh, industry and all of the uh, businesses that surround that type of industry, it will not recover until 2024. I was watching on uh, different, uh, I guess call them different uh, newscasts and, and documentaries from Taiwan to the Philippines, to Japan, uh, in at least in this part of the world, uh, they're looking at the same thing. 2024 seems to be a more realistic goal to have some sense of what would have we would have all been seeing uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, but in America, uh, I mean, our friends in Hawaii, the state of Hawaii, which is uh, an eight-hour flight from Guam, is. They're trying to reopen, and they're using every means possible to do so. They are catching cases uh, of uh, COVID in their quarantine facilities, just like we are. And uh, it's uh, they're uh, just like us. They they have other industry in terms of manufacturing to kind of keep them going. But across all the islands in Hawaii, 
they're struggling. Uh, that the tourism really is a big deal because it supports so many other industries um, that are surrounding those uh, those tourist sites all across um, the Pacific. It's happening in. Uh, in California, Florida, New York, and all those areas that we're probably all familiar with, but but for these isolated uh, communities, it's 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 a, been a death blow in some cases, and it just doesn't seem to be any end in sight. Now, why am I talking about this? Because a lot of fifty-year-olds who might have got laid off during uh, this time, they're struggling to get work, and for all of us fifty-year-olds, okay, what do we do? Well, I mean, do we go back to school? Well, it uh, doesn't seem like universities are, uh, are taking 50-year-olds, but they are. But, you know, are you willing to put the time or even the expense to get the, the, the classes that you need to try something different? Or um, some of us are just paralyzed by the idea, you know, are these companies willing to hire a 50-year-old newly minted welder, electrician, uh, diesel mechanic, you name it, again, what does 50 year old or 50 years old feel like or what's the big what well to me um i think it isn't any different than my 40s for sure but when we think about the age and what's the big what i say hey man uh i'm just happy to be breathing i'm i'm excited about what 50 years means to me Uh, a couple gray hairs here and there it hasn't really changed anything but I'm hoping uh, that, uh, you know, that over the course of the next couple years, I'm, you know, I get to keep my health up and all those good things. You know, I, I want to share this one quote that I found on the web recently. It says that turning 50 is recognizing that all your behavior makes sense and get to know your inner self and what makes you tick one step at a time in your own time. I mentioned it a little bit earlier in the podcast and it seemed like a maybe my notes as a 50 year old uh, got a little scrambled trying not to be a little scramble with it, but it makes such such tremendous sense. Recognizing that our behavior makes sense is something that we have got from our families, our family values, from our culture. They contribute to this idea of behavior making sense. And get to know your inner self. I went and celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary as well this past week with my wife, and we went to church even in the COVID uh, times, we celebrated it, just us, our three kids, the, the pastor of the church, and a couple of people that were hanging out. You know, I am in touch with my inner self, knowing that I'm praying to God in these COVID times that things are going to make, uh, are going to get better, but also that I can be a better person relative to being a good husband and being a good person um, and contributing to what the world has to give to me. Also, I'm, I do recognize what makes me tick. I enjoy the, the time to make this podcast. I enjoy, uh, you know, reading about a new technology that can make the podcast better. I, I am enjoying uh, teaching uh, college students about communications theory and, and what that means. And I'm enjoying uh, developing my business and making it better and making it more efficient. It is true. Take one step at a time in your own time. And, you know, in one step at a time when you're 50, really is not these little baby type steps. They are still the same steps that we were taking or I have been taking since I was, well, at least 18 in trying to understand the world around me. And I, uh, I got to say 50 really uh, 
it seems so weird uh, to, to be 50. And I know all the 50-year-olds that are listening to this probably feel the same. Don't let that number get you down. We all are very excited about what 50 years means to each and every one of us. Yep, I went on the web. I went on the all the, the podcast services trying to find this relative topic. And honestly, it's just my take, right? And I'm hoping as you were listening to this, that it really uh, made some sense. And, you know, again, it's 50 years. And my ramble is now over. That's it. That's all. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatato. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening.